What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Maximize Your Brand podcast. So excited to be with you today because we're going to be talking about a topic that is near and dear to my heart, and that is public speaking as a business. Are you someone who is an expert in your industry or someone who is in the corporate environment but wants to transition into speaking, coaching, or consulting? And one of the ways that you do that is through presenting and public speaking. Well, today I have a great guest who's going to be sharing around the business of public speaking and how you can make that leap or make that transition from your nine to five, your corporate career into becoming a paid public keynote speaker or workshop presenter, trainer, consultant. But before we get into today's episode, I want to share with you one of my latest offers that I have been sharing with many of my prospective clients who have an interest in monetizing their expertise and learning how to package their knowledge. And right after this commercial break, we'll introduce our guest and go right into the interview. Hey, just popping in real quick to say two things. Thank you for listening to the Maximize Your Brand podcast each and every week. And number two, I want to let you know that I am offering a brand new program called Laser Coaching with Markeith Braden. I know you have dreams. I know you have aspirations and things that you want to do. And sometimes you just need a little bit of accountability to get you moving in the direction that you desire to go in. I can remember back in 2014 when I first got laid off my job. I had a decision to make. Was I going to pursue my dream or was I going to go back to the nine to five rat race that I just did not enjoy? And the only thing that really helped me to make that decision was that I invested in myself and got coaching. And that coaching was tremendous in my making the decision to keep going and pursuing my entrepreneurial dream of becoming a professional speaker and a digital personal brand coach. And today I want to make that same offered opportunity to you that if you're ready to move to your next level, if you're ready to learn how to leverage your personal brand for a business, then this opportunity is great for you. Laser coaching with Markeith Braden. It's a three-month time frame where you get up to 15 to 30 minutes unlimited laser coaching. But there is one caveat. You have to make sure that you finish the homework from each coaching session before you schedule a new one. And once again, it is for a 90-day time frame and it's unlimited coaching, 15 to 30 minutes. You can schedule as many as you want as long as you do your homework in between the sessions before you schedule your next session. So if you are interested in laser coaching and this offer, I want you to go to markeithbrayton.com forward slash laser coaching. That's markeithbrayton.com forward slash laser coaching. And let's move you in the direction that you want to move in because sometimes you just need a little bit of accountability to help you along the way. I look forward to seeing you signing up for Laser Coaching with Marquise Brain. All right, welcome back. I hope you take advantage of that new offer that I am offering. Laser Coaching with Marquise Brain. It's an opportunity for you to really maximize the opportunity and move your brand to the next level. Well, let's go ahead and introduce our guest for today. My guest today is Mr. Odell Bazell. Odell Bazell is a nationally known blogger, speaker, author, and entrepreneur. While in high school, Odell started a small candy retail distribution center that earned him over $75,000 while earning an academic scholarship to college. As a successful keynote speaker, Odell has been featured in the USA Today, 
Yahoo Finance, CNBC.com, and over 200 media outlets. Odell has partnered with over 200 colleges, youth organizations, and the military to reach tens of thousands of students. So without any further delay, let me go ahead and bring in our guest, Mr. Odell Buzell. Odell Buzell, thank you for joining me for the Maximize Your Brand podcast. So excited to be having this conversation all around how to transition into the speaking market. Uh, So many of my clients who are high-level professionals, who have an expertise, who have a skill set on a higher level uh, within their profession, have an interest in transitioning into to speaking and consulting, but really don't know what those steps are. So this is going to be a great conversation to have with the expert in his field. Well, I just got finished giving a brief bio of who you are, but always like for my guests to take time to introduce themselves. So let us know a little bit more about you. Well, I, I appreciate that uh, intro, and uh, I I would say the anything else that your audience needs to know is just I've been uh, an entrepreneur since 2008, and I didn't know what I was doing until about 2015, and mm. so that that doesn't mean that it's going to take you that long. What that means is that. I've made a lot of the mistakes and I've done a lot of the things that now uh, in entrepreneurship, in the speaking game, in the marketing game, I've uh, made the mistakes so I know better and I can tell people a little better, more efficiently um, or more specifically. Uh, I am a professional speaker, communication expert. Communication is my primary topic. Mm-hmm. And I, I work with organizations that want their leaders to develop the skills necessary to thrive in a diverse workplace. And I do that through teaching them um, how to navigate uncomfortable conversations and situations mm-hmm. um, on the job and off the job. So that's like Odell, the speaker. Yeah. Um, as far as me as as a coach, as a consultant, I am a co-founder of Get Known Marketing, and we help small business owners, coaches, consultants, and what I like to call marquee expert entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. We help them get more leads in less time, and we get them uh, to get their leads to pay them more. So that's kind of like the overall, uh, thing I think would be relevant to everybody. Great, great, great. Yeah. I've read a little bit about, about your story. You know, it reminds me similarly to one of my other colleagues that I met many years ago, and that's Delatoro McNeil. He had, you know, done all the things that, you know, we're taught to do, right. with, uh, college and school and and various different things, but ended up starting speaking at a very young age like you. I think he was 22, I think he said, yep. when he first started his speaking career. And so kind of familiar stories a little bit there. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the journey, you know, that launched this effort and uh, this journey toward becoming a professional speaker. Well, yeah, shout out to De La Toro. I always name drop if it's good. Um, <laughs> just a great human being, great person, um, kind of like a big brother in the speaking game. Um, my journey, Markeith, was, I, w- I won't say that it, it was odd. I mean, I grew up in North Carolina. Um, I didn't have one of those childhoods that, um, that speak motivational speaker. And what I mean by that is I didn't, I wasn't abused. I didn't come from the mud, if you will. Yeah. Um, I was just kind of regular. Uh, I, you know, I, I was good at, good at sports, um, good in school. So I was kind of like an academic jock, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just, I wanted to go to the NBA. That was like my goal. That was my thing. I want to go to the NBA and make all this money and take care of mom and dad and grandma and everybody. I'm the oldest of my parents' kids. Um, I hit high school. My AAU team had just won a national championship. And uh, so I'm, I'm riding high. I make varsity my first year in high school, which is a big deal in the high school that I went to. Um, and then, man, I, I, met, uh, I met up with LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> I met up with LeBron James. And uh, I like to tell the story because it was at that moment that I realized 
God didn't put me here for this. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> he didn't put me here for this. Like, that human being, yeah, me, I was pretty good. You know, I, you know, dominate my neighborhood and stuff like that. One of the best in the city, but nah. And so I remember that so vividly. I remember where my team was and I remember, and I just thought to myself, okay, I'm not going to get rich with sports. <laughs> so I got to do something. And, um, I just, I really started, um, uh, binging books uh, this is, you know, before audible, before, um, all of the streaming stuff, I started reading books, uh, Red rich dad, poor dad. Um, there's another book that Robert Kiyosaki wrote actually called, if you want to be uh, rich and happy, don't go to school. That was less <laughs> popular than rich dad, poor dad. But I started reading books and the business thing just kept coming up business. You got to get in business. You got to get in business. And people would always say in the books, you know, find something that you're really passionate about because the money doesn't come immediately. Mm -hmm. And so I was just going through high school, figuring it out. I went to college um, and majored in communication because I figured, and this was my literal logic, I'm always going to communicate. That was, that was it. I, it wasn't no rhyme or reason besides that. I'm always going to communicate, go to college, um, really wasn't feeling college. I was an average student and graduated from college in uh, May 12, 2007, the day that that will just stand in my life forever. Uh, my public speaking professor, Dr. Pond, came up to me, you know, it was hot, all the families around taking pictures and everything like that. I'm with my family and he pulls me to the side and says, hey, Odell, you know, what are you going to do? And I, I just looked at him. I was like, I don't know, man. I have no idea. I was an average student. I didn't have jobs lined up. I graduated right when the recession, uh, right before the recession of 2008 uh, started. And so I was like, I don't know. And he said these words to me and it, it didn't make sense. He said, you should be a professional speaker. Hmm. And I said, uh-huh. <laughs> What's that? Like, I, I was that? like, right. What is that? Professional speaker. Like, what is that? I had heard, you know, tapes of Les Brown and Jim Rohn. And I'd heard those just coming up when I was deep diving in business. But I just thought that they were, you know, successful entrepreneurs that everybody wanted to hear their story. And so my story, I didn't think was that remarkable. I, I was like, so what is a professional speaker? And don't I have to be famous? Like all this, all these questions I started asking him and he said, no, you just need a message and you need an audience that's willing to pay for that message. Wow. And I said, hmm, need a message. Like I'm a good speaker. So then, then I started deep diving into like the world of professional speaking. That was May of 2007. Um, I wrote my first book in November of 2007, got it self-published in December. And got my first paid speaking engagement in February of 2008. Wow. Wow. You need a message. You need an audience. And what was the third one? You, you just need a message. You need an audience willing to pay for that message. Willing to pay. And you need an audience that's willing to pay. Message, audience, who has money. <laughs> right? Willing it's to pay. So simple. So simple. But still to this day. That's how I market. That's how I coach people to market. Okay, you need a message and you need an audience that's willing to pay. And for some people, Marquis, specifically those that are transitioning into public speaking or maybe they want to do high level consulting mm -hmm. or executive coaching or something like that, identifying the audience first is the big thing because you can see what they're already paying for. Mm-hmm. So if I know that people are buying Nikes already and I've got it, and this is just a, a crude example using retail, but still, if I know people are, I know Nikes are in demand. I already know that. Well, if I can get a hookup on, you know, Nikes, I already know that people are going to buy them. Right. So it, it's not a met, it's not a matter of, will they pay for this? And for those listening that are, uh, in corporate, or maybe you've had a career in a law in, in an industry for a long time, people will pay you for what's inside of your head. Mm. Big thing that we have to find: okay, who is that audience? 
And if we're using public speaking as the medium to share that message, what types of events, what types of products are they already buying? And then just create those things and position yourself as somebody worthy of selling them. So good. So good. So that's a good segue into, you know, talking to that expert in their field or that person who's been in corporate America who has a level of expertise and they're ready to, you know, make a shift. You know, many of my clients talk about they've climbed the corporate ladder and they've, you know, achieved great success in their work, but they want to make more of an impact in society or they want to have more fulfilling work that they want to do. And one of the things that they always say is that I just feel like I have a message to share with those who are coming after me or share a message with those who are on this journey of climbing the corporate ladder, but have this feeling that maybe there's something more to life. And so what are the first steps that one should start considering and thinking about if they really want to transition from their career into public speaking or someone who is maybe younger and they know they have a message or had experience in their life that they would like to share with an audience. What is that first step that they should be considering before kind of moving forward in the direction? Well, I'll say this. If, if you're, I'll speak to both. I'll start with the young person or the younger professional that's really kind of diving in, but maybe corporate wasn't what they thought it was going to be. And then they're trying to, you know, figure out that use your job as the best research and development gig ever and your private investor. So don't be in such a rush to leave where you are. Learn the economics of where you are. And what I mean by that is if you're in corporate, and maybe it's the job you didn't think you were going to have, or maybe you're up for a promotion and you didn't get promoted or whatnot. Just focus on the economics of it. And I'll give you a, an example from my life. So my first job out of college was I was a detention officer, Guilford County Sheriff's Department. I didn't want to do it. I needed a job, Marquis. So, I, you know, you do what you got to do, whatever it is. So what I did unbeknownst to me at the time, I started learning the business of government, the business of municipality. The government is a business. And, and so many times we turn off our business hat because we're employees and we just focus on the job at hand. But what I'm suggesting is to focus on how the economics run. So what I learned working at the jail was every single person that is locked up they get a receipt, like a receipt is in a receipt book. We book them in, we sign them in, sign their property, get their property, all that stuff. Then we create a receipt, tear the receipt and give it to another department. Mm. And you know, when you're training, you're just doing it like this is what you're supposed to do. This is what I was supposed to But I, I, I said, so what's the receipt for? <laughs> you know, like, well, what's, what's this for? Yeah. What's that for? And then they, I started working in the kitchen in the, in the jail and they were talking about how much the meals cost. And then I, that's when I found out, again, this, this isn't directly related to what we're talking about, but I'm talking about learning the economics of where you, where you are. For every person that is, is locked up, the jail is actually giving money for that person. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. If a jail like a, a government municipality is given money for every, every activity. There is some commerce behind it in your job. And I say this all the time. Everybody's on commission. They just don't know it. So everybody's works on commission. You just don't know the, the, the sales breakdown. Mm-hmm. You don't know it. So if you learn the economics of where you are, the reason why that's important as we transition to the individuals that are in corporate and maybe you've been in for a little while is when, if you know where the money flows, then you know where your speaking goes. Wow. If you know where the money, then okay. What problems are these particular companies having? And if you've been in a company for a while, been in an industry for a while, they're the same problems. 
You don't have to create anything new. There's nothing new under the sun, but you can identify, okay, well, this is a problem. We're slower on technology. That, for those of you that are looking to work with municipalities and all that, they're slower in technology. So that's a problem. They're slower in technology. Um, a lot of them, uh, there's not a lot of uh, diversity, equity, inclusion training in municipalities, specifically smaller municipalities. So you can offer something to that group of people. And so when you start identifying, okay, here's a, here's a gap in what they're doing. Here's a gap in what they're doing. I've been working in finance for 20 years. Ah, automatically they think I'm an authority. Automatically. Even if I'm not, they think I am, mm -hmm. which leads me to this part. In order to get paid to speak, specifically to speak, they have to think, they have to perceive that you know something, either that their group doesn't know internally, or you can communicate something that their group needs to hear yeah. internally. So you, you just have to figure out where you are in that and, and where that fits. Then once you find out that problem, oh, well, they have tech problem or they have uh, a communication problem. They, they, don't, they don't have a team. They need teams, team building, um, relationship built, whatever that is. Then you look at yourself and you figure out my expertise is here. Okay, my expertise is here. Okay, here's where I can instantly be an authority or an authoritative voice for this group. When you figure that out, then you build your brand, like you monetize your brand. You build your brand around that so that your position has that authority. So when you reach out to them, they're like, yeah, that makes sense. So based on what you just said, perception is key to public speaking, that, that what Absolutely. people perceive you to be an expert at or what people perceive uh you have the value of that's what they'll be willing to exchange their hard-earned money for or organizations will be willing to exchange their hard-earned money for and so Absolutely. the next question would be then how do i market or display my value so there there's a few ways if if you're considered an expert if you're scared of that word or you're kind of like ah am i an expert yes you're an expert Yes, you're an expert. Here's the thing about expert. Everybody is an expert. Few know how to communicate their expertise. Mm. Everybody's an expert. You're an expert in your life. I don't know your life, Marquis. You, you know your life. Oh, you don't know it. I'm an expert in my life. I've been married to my wife for 15 years. We've been together for 19 years. I'm an expert at that. You know what I mean? So if I can communicate my expertise well enough, that I can get paid. It's just like when people tell stories, they literally make them up in their head. Literally, they make it up, but they're able to communicate it in a way that a book publisher, a movie house, a streaming network can say, you know what? That makes sense. My people can find value from that and I can make money from that. So if you don't believe you're an expert, just know everybody's an expert. Few just know how to communicate their expertise. And when we're talking about marketing, Marketing is simply displaying your expertise in real time. So you're displaying it to people. How do we display things? If you have an idea in your mind, I want to do a corporate training on this, or I want to I do a workshop on this. The best way I've found, this is the absolute best way, and I'll say it as quickly as I can for, for time's sake, but it's the 4P method is the 4P method. So as P4, however you want to put it, I'm going to go over them really quick. The first P is to prospect. When you're prospecting, you're reaching out and you're trying to figure out who might want this thing. So whatever the messaging is, if, if it's a particular industry inside of a company, if it's a particular job title that is involved in planning trainings or an event planner, whatever it is, who might want this thing? So you prospect. You just put feelers out there. There's different ways you can do that through email, through cold calling, through direct mail. There's a lot of different ways. I prefer email because it's the least expensive mm -hmm. and also it's the easiest to activate. So you can you can start sending out emails tomorrow right. and get feedback the day after. Mm -hmm. So I suggest email, but that's not the only way. So you prospect and in the prospecting, you're trying to figure out 
who might want this thing? And when people say, you know what, I might want this thing. Well, then the next P is you promote a presentation. Mm. You promote a presentation. So it's, you have a prospect like, hey, yes, I'm interested. Cool. I would love to get on a call with you, discovery call, sales call, whatever you want to call it. Or you say, hey, I have a free web class, I have a free webinar or whatever. You promote a presentation because you have to present what it is you do. We all did show and tell as kids. Like you bring something from home, you show, hey, this is my binky that I've had since I was three years old. You show it and you tell about it. That that's what promote a presentation is all about. And so when you do that, you're getting people together that have said, hey, I might be interested in this thing. And then after you do the you promote the presentation. And that's that's the two P's promote the presentation. Mm -hmm. Then you partner, then you partner with the individuals. And the reason why I phrase it as partnership, because whenever you're selling something, it's a partnership. You're giving them a service and they're giving you money. Right. So you're partnered. If you do it right and you do it well, they're getting the best out of the deal. They're getting some value from you and you're getting a little bit of money compared to that value. So that this is like the P4 method. If, if you're trying to figure out how could, how should I do this? Start with prospecting and prospecting trips a lot of people up, Markeith, because people don't like being told no and rejection hurts people. So if I ask you, hey, you, you want my thing? You want I monetize your brand? You're trying to monetize your brand? If you ask 100 people that and 89 of the first people you ask say, no, get out of my face, leave me alone forever, that's going to sting. I don't care how much confidence you have. That's going to sting. <laughs> so that that's why a lot of people struggle with that. But yeah. if you're a corporate, there's a lot of different things that you can do, a lot of tools you can use to kind of automate that, to kind of get the ball rolling to experiment. The four P's. Go through those four P's one more time. So you're going to prospect. Prospect. You're going to promote. And I put them promote a presentation. So you can say promote. Then you mm -hmm. can say present. So we'll do it like that. So prospect, promote, present, and then partner. And partner. That's good. That's real good. And, you know, prospecting definitely. I know at the beginning when I was starting to speak, I was always wait, just waiting on people to come and ask me to speak, right? I really wasn't promoting myself, you know, just hoping that I just put up a website and share a few videos of me speaking that people would just start calling me, can you come and speak here? And that did happen in some ways, but if I wanted consistent speaking engagements, then the whole prospecting and promoting and marketing myself was a must and it took me time to even get there and I still have some uh, reservation around it still today but I have to I've been in business for myself long enough to know that the only way that I'm going to eat is that I got to market myself and put myself out front to do it so what did, what would you say to individuals who have a struggle with that that they have worked professionally in corporate America and didn't necessarily have to put themselves out front. But now they're wanting to step into this new arena of becoming a public speaker or consultant or trainer or coach. And in order for them to really uh, replace their income is that they have to start putting themselves out front and marketing themselves. What are some tips that you have to help them overcome that struggle or that fear of promoting themselves? I would say the, the biggest thing is, is for this group, I would suggest the, what I call the formula for success. Cause some people have to like, look at something and, and like see I, a, a graph. If I had the ability to do it, I'll, I'll, I would, but I'll just share what those, what the components to the formula of success are. The first one is environment. The second one is mindset. The third one is math. And then the last one is talent. So a tip that I have, you have to put yourself first in the right environment. People talk about mindset as being like, I gotta, you got to set your mindset. You got to set your mindset. You got to set your mindset. And you do. I believe if we were kind of doing a percentage ratio, if you will, 
of how important environment and mindset are, I think they make up like 90%. But I think environment and mindset are close to 45 and 45 as can be. So you can't just have this thought. You can't just plug into, you know, the Monetizer Brand Podcast, follow Markeith, maybe even hire Markeith and then like, all right, I'm good. Like, no, you have to put yourself in an environment, in a community of people that are heading the same direction as you are. Because when you're in an environment, environment elevates mindset. It elevates. So you can be ambitious. You could be driven. You could be all of those things, but you will stay comfortable if your bills are paid. You will stay comfortable if your bills are paid because you'll hit some resistance. Oh, uh, they said that my website, there was something spelled wrong. So I got to go fix that. And it's going to take three days because got the kids and got the dog and I got to pick up the laundry. All these different things start happening as they always do, specific, specifically when you're grownups. So you go through all of that stuff and then you forgot, oh man, I didn't set my uh, responder to, to email people again. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Oh, it's Christmas time. And then that happens. So you're out of that. But if you're in an environment where people are constantly asking like, hey, how many ways did you get this week? How many people did you reach out to today? You'll go into that environment uncomfortable. Yeah. You'll feel, oh man, I, I, oh, I see such and such killing that I have the same lifestyle, the same type of job that I have, the same responsibilities. And they're just, man, they're killing it. You're uncomfortable now. So an environment, an elevated environment makes you uncomfortable to whereas you have to raise your mindset. And it's something that uh, a lot of different speakers bring up or um, in sports, we used to say it all the time where somebody that has that, they just got that it factor. They got mm -hmm. that dog in them. If you have that, getting that in that environment will help push that. If you don't have that or it's been docile for a long time, getting that environment will wake it up. And so get in the right environment. So join a community, mm -hmm. get a coach, get a coach that has a coaching group. Because you get to be around other people and then you'll see, wow, this person is getting major results and I'm smarter and better looking than them. What am I doing? <laughs> so then that'll elevate your mindset. And then the third component is what I call math. And so, Markeith, I'm sure you you can agree that there are people that you coach that are super high level, right? Mm -hmm. They're yeah. super high level and they know that they are articulate. So speaking is no problem. I've been a corporate trainer uh, in my role for 10 years. I know exactly how to do it. I've been presenting. I've done conferences. I've done everything. So like the speaking is, is nothing. If I could just get people to see me. Oh man, that's it. If I could just communicate my message to the right people. Right. You just got the math part. More people need to know you. Yeah. That's it. For that's a lot it. of people. Wow. That's, that's it. it. Just more, more people, people need, need to, need to know. know you. That's it. And so the way that you do that is you turn the math on your head. I was speaking at a conference uh, for speakers and the majority of them were women. And I said, hey, how many emails are you sending out? And people were just yelling out different things. I send a hundred a week. I send a thousand a month, whatever it is. I said, so whatever you're doing, 10 exit. Mm. Your results will be better. That's and it sounds super simple, but if you have the things dialed in, if your mindset is right, your environment is right, add that math piece to it. And then the last component is your talent, which you already have, which you're bringing to the table. But that is the smallest part because Marquise, I'm going to say this to you. You don't have to say anything. I can just tell by the way you're going to react. We've all seen somebody speaking, performing, and we think to ourselves, I can they're really not that good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or they're not that good. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they're not that good. In fact, I'm so much better than them. That's Everybody's true. done it. I don't care if you're a humble person. If you're a pastor watching this, you've gone to other churches and be like, <laughs> Lord, my, I couldn't get away with this in my congregation. This person is, bless them. But so we've been there. So it's not the talent. It's not the talent that separates us. It's the persistence. It's that thriving in a new environment. It's, it's growing that mindset to know not only do I have a message, I have to give my message. Mm -hmm. I have to give it because if I don't, something's going to be missing in my life. Right. 
right. So good. So good. So we've got to first, you know, we got to learn how to market ourselves and push past that fear. And we've got to understand that and believe that we have a message. First of all, you know, believe that we have a message to share. Um, and in, in thinking about the whole idea of message, I think it's a great opportunity for us to kind of discuss, you know, now that I know I want to do this thing, now that I know I need to market myself, you know, how do I start, I guess, crafting the message? Or do I create the message and then market myself? Or do I create the idea and market the idea to see whether or not people want to hear that message? That's a great question. And I'm going to suggest something uh, for everybody here. I said before, we're all experts. We just, some people just fail to communicate their expertise. But also experts experiment the most on a particular activity or subject matter. So the direct answer to that question is after you discover what people are willing to pay for, you put it together. If you're asking about the structure of a speech, if, if you think, I like to put it like this, one of my, um, my business partners and a good friend of mine, I love kind of the structure that he has. He does what's called the perfect presentation. So inside of our community, he really trains a lot of people on that. Mm-hmm. But you have beginning, middle, and end. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're putting a speech together, of course, you have to think about what message that I, I'm putting together. Um, another one, and we don't have time to go into it, but you want a perspective shifting message. Yeah. So you want something that when they walk in the doors to go to your training, to go to your workshop, they're thinking something. Mm-hmm. But when they walk out, they're thinking something different because of what you said. So you want a perspective changing thing. Uh, but how you start a speech, you can start with a question. You can start with a quote. You can start with uh, something different. You can walk from the back of the room. You can do something different. But what you want to do in the beginning is catch their attention. That's what you want to do when you're when you're developing a speech. Uh, even when you're writing a book, um, you want to catch their attention. So you want to say something that's like, "Ooh, oh, that's okay. Let's let's hear what you got to say, Mister Speaker Person." Like you know. So you do that first, and then within that. You let them know why you're here and you let them know the shift that they're going to have. Mm-hmm. And then you just go into the, the topics and you again, break it down in the middle in threes. So you're going to have point one. Then you're going to talk about it. Point two. Then you're going to talk about it. Then point three, et cetera, et cetera. And then you end with the conclusion. And so, I, again, we don't have time to go like right. into the nuances of it. But if you just focus on outlining something like that, as you go forth, the experiment will be, okay, first I did this. Let's see how this works. Okay. Most people in the audience won't know the difference between anything. Uh, maybe they'll give you feedback. Maybe they won't, depending on you know how you present it or who you're presenting it to. Then the next time you do it, somebody will say, mm, you lost me there at point one. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, dang, lost. Okay, maybe I should do it like this. So it's always a course correction. It's always a course correction. There's one presentation I've been given for over a decade. It's my major presentation. And I've changed the, the story. I've changed the acronym because it's, it's impact. It's an acronym. on imp- I changed the acronym. I changed a lot of stuff because it's like, okay, yeah, it's working here. That's working there. And for some groups... Me telling a story at the beginning doesn't hit right. I need to wait to the end. But you, you'll only figure that out if you do it. And yeah. a lot of people want to substitute an activity for a result. But you can't substitute an activity for a result. You have to do an activity until you get a result. So you just have to keep doing it. And so how can I be a better speaker? How can go speak more? Go speak now, here's more. the beautiful thing about speaking. Speaking is like, I'll, I'll put it, it's a performative act. So I'll say it's like singing. So Marquise, can you, can you sing? Yeah, I can. 
You can't see. I can't. <laughs> I am not a good singer. My wife is an incredible singer. She was leader of our uh, of our church praise team for years and and over 2000 members like she good. She good. Odell is not. <laughs> but I got a couple songs mm. that if I sing them, you'll be like, oh, OK, Odell. I got a couple like well, you can hold your own. Right. A little bit. I can I can I can fake it a little bit. And to the to the non singer, to somebody like not like you, but to somebody that can't sing, they were like, oh, look at Odell. But to somebody like you, you'd be like, oh, look at him. Just trying. Look at him. That's nice. But so what I mean by that speaking is the same thing. If you've seen a great speaker speak recently and then you see one that's not that good, that good. you can distinguish the two. Yes, you can. But if you saw if you saw Les Brown in 1998 and you are you just seen a bunch of average people till then, if you show up, you'll probably be they'll be like, oh, I've heard a speaker this good since Les Brown. Look at you graduating so quickly. So you're always going to get better. And so here's the good part of that. People are going to pay you even if you're not your best because you won't ever be your best. You'll always be the best, like the best that you can be right now. Yeah. And so you have to, have to, have to get over that trying to be, oh, I have to be perfect and I have to articulate everything and I can't end my words like, no. Make sure you got that message for the audience. Make sure you have that outcome, that perspective shifting message that leads to an outcome. Put that thing together and roll with it and get better as the checks come. Yeah. Put that thing together and roll with it. That's so good. So good. Well, we can't end without talking about the money. You just said the checks come. You know, how does one go about deciding, okay, how, where do I start with pricing? I've got my message. I'm marketing myself. I know my audience. How do I now put a price point on what I'm sharing? I, I would suggest it in a variety of ways. So if you're in particular industries, you have to know the range for a newer speaker. So it's one of those situations where if you're a newer speaker going into the corporate setting, let's say, if you're newer, maybe starting out with $15,000, not right now, not right now, but you want to start out with a number that makes you a little uncomfortable to say. And also you want to start out with a number that's going to pay a legitimate bill in your life. So if your mortgage is $2,000 a month, then doing a speech, do a speech for 3000 because, and the reason why I say it like that is because it's easier for the new person to wrap their mind around it, especially if you've never been paid that much to do one hour or two hours of work. It, it's tough. Because you're going to be like, oh, well, I could do it for 500 an hour because at my job, I only make 73 an hour when I worked out my salary. So 500, woo, that's big. Like, uh-uh, uh-uh, don't shortchange yourself. What's that big bill that y'all like coming out of the account every month? What is that? Start there. Like, I, and and it's, it's different. Like people, you can charge whatever you want. So I, I'll just say that. You can charge whatever you want. Um, there's always going to be opportunities for you to do things for a lower amount and all of that, but you've got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. So if your mortgage uh, or your rent or your car payment, whatever that thing is, go in there. Now in the college industry, which what I call is a, um, it's an entry level market colleges right. because you don't really, you don't like building the authority and all that stuff. You don't really have to do it that much. You just have to really be good at matching your message with the audience, right. what college students might want to hear or what might be valuable to them. Your 1500 to 5,000 is kind of the range in that market. So if you say, oh, well, I've been working at corporate America for 15 years. My speaker fee is $5,000. They're not going to be like, oh my gosh. I would never pay. You know what I mean? Like they're going to have less sticker shock. Right. But again, 
you go by the bill <laughs> that you want, unless you have experience with booking speakers. Because some people listening to this or watching this, you booked some speakers or you signed over, uh, you signed off on some people and you've seen what they've been paid. If you if you got insider information like that, then your belief level will be a whole lot higher when you come to the table. So setting price is all about your belief and your perspective. Um, and so you have to make sure that that that's there. Here's a phrase that I like to use whenever uh, people ask about price and it could it could be helpful if you're doing a face to face conversation or a phone to phone or even through email. If somebody says, hey, how much do you charge? It's always good, specifically face to face. If you say, oh, well, yeah, I would love to get into that. Tell me this is is price a major factor when you're considering a speaker. Like if if my price, if I tell you my price and it's way too high, you'll never book me. And then they'll be like, oh, well, I just want to get a quote or whatever. Right. And if they keep pushing for the price, then you say, OK, well, do you have a budget in mind? I want to make sure that I'm fair. That's another good word to use. I want to make sure that, I, that I'm fair, but also mindful of the obligations and different things that I have. You have a budget in mind. If, if they give you your budget, that's perfect, because what you want is for them to give you the budget. That's what you want. So you kind of know where to work from. So you have a budget in mind for this? Like, yeah, we well, normally don't go over $10,000. Then you can you have a business decision to make. Yeah, that's you can say, well, I would have took 5000 Susie, <laughs> or... You give them something else. So if you can't get their budget, like if they're just like, nah, I've been in this before, Marquis, you ain't, I ain't budget. Tell me, tell me what you want. You give them your absolute highest rate. Mm -hmm. And then you say, my going rate is $12,500 $12, for this type of work. Um, I like to be fair. How close can your group get to that? Mm-hmm. Notice what I say. I like to be like fair. Fair. How close can your group get to that? Because then they'll tell you a little bit of they'll be like, ooh, twelve thousand five hundred. Oh man, we we can't we can't be close. We ain't even in the same neighborhood. Cool. Then again, you have a business decision to make where you continue the conversation or you say, Well, if you could let me know your budget, maybe there's some things that we could take away. Maybe instead of two hours maybe we could just do one hour via zone yeah so you're able to do that but whenever you're negotiating price keep in mind it's about your belief it's about your belief so if you only believe oh man i can do i can do 1500 and, and this is something else i say before we get out of here there's always going to be somebody that can undercut you so don't True. So true. Yeah, don't don't go into a situation and try to be the cheapest one. Just just don't do that. Unless you're just trying to get out there, you're like, I'm trying to get these these dates so I can get this video footage, so I can get that, 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 that. I'm just trying, I'm just trying, I'm just trying. I don't care if they pay me a thousand. I'll if you're like that, cool, that's fine. But if if you're not, specifically, I know um our friends in corporate, some of them, I mean, you're you're doing pretty well. You can you can be choosy. <laughs> like you can you can be choosy. So understand it's about your mindset and it's more about how you negotiate your price versus what they have. That's good. Cause I was just in a conversation right before our podcast interview, I was um sharing a presentation for an organization who wanted some consultative services and I quoted them my monthly retainer our rate to do the consultations and they came back and was like, you know, the price that I quoted was too much or not in their budget. And they want to have a conversation around, you know, what can you go back and reevaluate to come back to us with a better price? And I wasn't necessarily willing to go back to reevaluate, but I did present to them well, what do you have in the budget? And you can come back to me and say, this is what we have in the budget. What can you do for us within this budget? Now I get to decide, one, whether or not I want to do the work, but two, I know how much money they have available every month for particular services. So that was, that's really good advice. Really good advice. 
Well, before we go, I always like to uh, have my guests share their last words uh, to uh, the individuals who are listening. And in particular, this one, for those who are wanting to step out there, start their speaking career, start uh, charging for their knowledge and packaging it up and marketing themselves as speaker. What final words would you give them as they start that particular journey? Well, the the best thing that I could say to anybody is your time is now, and um, you're you're at the right place. And many times, this is just my belief. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe coincidences are God's way of staying anonymous. And if you're listening to this and something resonated with you, then it's your time. So you should activate. You should hop on a call with Mark Keith or you should reach out to, to his team or his group or anything and go ahead and get the ball rolling. Because one thing we know about time is that it does not discriminate. It does not wait. And it is undefeated. It's going to get you. And as you get a little older and the hair start thinning up a little more and the, and the grays start coming in, it goes by faster. Yeah. So don't let grass grow underneath your feet activate right now let this be the the signal the message from the universe from god that it is your time to start now awesome 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 well Dell, i appreciate you joining me for this episode of the maximize your brand podcast always excited to be sharing valuable content to those who listen each and every week sir is there a way that people can stay in contact with you and connect with you via your social media or website. Yeah, for sure. So um, if you want to just connect with me on social media, I'm the only Odell Bazell. So that's Odell with two L's, uh, E, uh, two L's, and Bazell, two Z's and two L's, Odell Bazell. I'm, only, I'm the only one on social media. If you're interested in learning how to generate more leads and need help with your outreach, you can go to bookmoreclientsfast.com. And uh, set up a console with us and we'll see what we can do for you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I want to thank each of you for joining me for this episode of the Maximize Your Brand podcast. As I always share, if you are not subscribed to the podcast, you can go to any of your favorite platforms for the podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and download and subscribe to the podcast. Also, remember the commercial. Those of you who are ready to take your brand to the next level, ready to maximize and monetize your brand, but really don't know what that step-by-step process, I invite you to schedule a consultation with me. That's marquisbrayton.com forward slash consultation, marquisbrayton.com forward slash consultation. And you get a complimentary opportunity to speak to me around how you can move forward in creating your own brand and business. Well, until next time, I appreciate you. I thank you for joining me. And just remember this, always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. Take care.